Hello, I'm Martin Brown from Martin Brown's Marketing Bugle podcast, helping you market your business online. Thank you for listening. There are e-learning courses and other bonuses that you can take for free, which are associated with this series of podcasts. Visit my website, martinbrown.com for details. That's Martin with a Y. You can also join my monthly magazine, Digital Bugle, which is downloadable every issue by subscribing to my email updates. I'm really pleased today to be chatting to a man known as The Publisher. Mr. Kelly Cole is two times number one best-selling author, speaker and entrepreneur. Born into the most notorious housing project in the world, Cabrini Green in Chicago, He went from working at Walmart and Blockbuster to owning one of the fastest growing book publishing companies in the US. Now Kelly's authored over 50 paperback, audio and e-books to date and has been seen on NBC, Fox, ABC, Yahoo Finance, just about everywhere. It's a real pleasure to welcome Mr. Kelly Cole. Thank you so much for having me. Could I start by taking you back to maybe before you started your publishing company so you could tell me about your life before moving into the online space? Yeah, so I was working at Blockbuster at night, Walmart during the day, man, and it was it was very miserable. I hated my job because I knew I was called to more. Like I just knew I was meant for more. So I would spend most of my days daydreaming magazines and just kind of writing and reading and just praying for a day where I can, you know, learn something new or just get out of that rat race. And uh, my breakthrough didn't come until one Sunday, one Sunday, me and my family, we went to books a million after church. And um, I went to the magazine section like I always do. And I came across this magazine called Millionaire Blueprints. And um, if people are familiar with the digital world back then, it was called Internet Marketing. Um, Yannick Silver was on the cover in a drop top Mercedes. And the caption read, Web Made Millionaire. And I immediately picked it up. I started reading about his story, how he was creating these ebooks and these websites that made him passive money while he was sleeping. And I was like, ah, this is what I was put on earth to do. And it was like the heavens opened up. And um, just from reading his story, I was captivated. Now, I don't know if most people are like me, but when I read a magazine in a, in a store or a bookstore, I read it and then I put it back. But this day, I bought that magazine. It was a $10 magazine. And um, it just became the foundation to me dreaming and knowing exactly what I wanted to do when I left my job. But yeah, that was my introduction and what I was doing before. Well, the best $10 you've ever spent, I guess. Best, man, I'm telling you, the best $10 because um, not only was um, Yannick in that one, I think the following month I went back. So it became an addiction going every month to go get this magazine. The next one, I was introduced to Matt Basak. And then who don't love Matt Basak? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it sounds to me like that process that you went through rings true with a lot of people who are either reading or listening to this, that there's something burning away inside you which says, I want to do something. I want to make a difference, not only to my own life, but to other people's lives as well. We mentioned the book publishing. You've written your books yourself. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about the process 
and the books themselves? Yeah. So, so believe it or not, like I said, I got started in, you know, internet marketing, which is what it was called then. And I'm just trying to find my niche, trying to find what I wanted to do. And I got introduced to website flipping. And that's the thing that really started. I started making money online, flipping websites. And before I knew it, the the market got saturated. So I had to find something else. And right around that time, ABC introduced the TV show Shark Tank. I fell in love with the show, started taking notes from the show. And um, one of my friends asked to borrow my notes and they said, hey, this will make a great book. And I was like, I never thought about that. And they said, you should actually interview the sharks. And I was like, that's a great idea, too. So I emailed all of the sharks on Shark Tank. Barbara Corcoran was the only one to email me back. And I take that back. Mark Cuban emailed me back, but just said that he um, didn't have time to do an interview. But Barbara was the only one to give me an interview. We hit it all so well. I asked her to help me get an interview with Damon John. She did. I took my notes from the show, transcribed both of those interviews, and I turned that into my first book called Conversations with Sharks that hit number one on Amazon. And that was the beginning of my book writing process in the beginning of my publishing company. Fantastic. I mean, that shows real tenacity as well, to be able to get in front of a shark right from the very start. And as you say, you didn't get the break with them all, uh, only one of them, but you were able to turn that into something so much greater. Who was your favorite shark to interview? Um, Barbara was my favorite shark to interview because she was just so cool and so down to earth. And like I said, we just hit it off and I felt so comfortable to ask her to give me an interview with Damon. And Damon was special to me because, you know, we kind of had similar backgrounds. Um, him growing up in Brooklyn and um, no, I don't know what part of. No, he grew up in Queens. But when he introduced his clothing line, FUBU, that's all I wore. So I was a huge Damon John fan even before Shark Tank. And so he was my favorite shark on TV. But after speaking to them both, Barbara's my favorite shark. Don't tell Damon. Yeah, Barbara's close to your heart, I can tell. One thing that I guess everybody thinks about when they think about writing a book is that it's really difficult. Did you ever think the same before you got into this? I really didn't. I kind of just did it. And in my, you know, me just doing it, I was able to help a lot of other people overcome that barrier of thinking that it's something hard to do. And it's really not. I've created a simple formula on how people can write a book in literally a weekend. You mind? You want me to share it? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, cool. So it starts with, I call this the grocery store method. Okay. It starts with, if you're a smart grocery show sh- grocery store shopper, you create a list before you actually go to the store, correct? So you don't overspend and you know what you're going to, to the store to buy, okay? So it starts with a list. Just make a list of the things that you want to cover in your book. That's all you need to do first, okay? So we'll call that Friday. Friday, you make your list, okay? Then on Saturday, you're going to go to the grocery store. Okay, you're going to begin to get the things that's on your list. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to write five questions under each thing that's on the list. 
Five questions that someone would have about that thing that's on the list. That's all I need you to do. Okay. All right. You go to the store. That's Saturday morning. So Saturday evening, I want you to call up a friend and say, hey, I want you to come over. All right. I want you to come to dinner. I have something prepared and just have them interview you and ask you the questions under each thing and record it. Okay. That's Saturday. Once that's done, you've completed your meal. Sunday morning, I want you to upload it to a site called Rev.com, R-E-V.com. And what Rev is going to do, they're going to transcribe that interview for about a dollar per minute and then four to 48 hours. Congratulations, you just wrote your book. The next step is you contact a publisher like me. We'll do your editing, formatting, book cover, distribution, and all of that, and your book is done. But you've overcame the biggest part, which is just writing it, and I just showed you how to get it done in a weekend. That's amazing. I was actually getting it so well in terms of just getting it done. And everyone says that everyone has a book inside them. Do you think that's true as well? Very true. I mean, we all have a story. We've all gone through something, even if it's your story hasn't been like mine, which coming from the notorious housing projects where I grew up, where, you know, it was gunshots every night. I've seen, you know, I've been robbed at gunpoint. Even if your story is not that, you do have a story, even if everything was perfect and you do have something that you can help somebody else overcome because somebody could be thinking, hey, my life is too perfect, but you can help somebody draw out why it's great to tell their story. But yeah, we all have stories and we all can be inspired by each other. And we don't know sometimes the things that we went through was for somebody else. So I do believe that we all have a story and we all have something we can share to help someone else. Great. And in terms of the books that you have worked on so far, obviously there's a Shark Tank book. And then you follow up with a second title. Can you tell us a little bit more about that as well? Yeah, so my second book was called Solomon Wealth Formula. Okay, so I was reading the Bible um, and because I used to teach Sunday school. I was reading the Bible and I wanted to challenge my Sunday school class to take a new action. Okay, and um, I start reading about Solomon in the Bible, and I've always heard about Solomon being the wisest king to whoever lived, and people would come and pick his brain, right? But they wouldn't come empty-handed. They would come and bring him gifts, and it hit me and said, man, this sounds like consulting to me if you brought it up in today's time. So Solomon was a consultant, okay? So I was like, hey, you could become a consultant based on your expertise and knowledge. But then I kept reading and I discovered not only was Solomon a consultant, he created passive income streams. And how he did that, he created, he had 12 officers, right? That he commanded that their job was to bring back the resources to take care of the kingdom in that month. What is that? That's passive income. That's income that he didn't have to work for. So I put that information together in a book called Solomon Wealth Formula, How to Activate the Wealth of Solomon in Your Life. And I talked the principle of how actually a book can turn into 12 different passive income streams and more. So yeah, that was my second book. It was called Solomon Wealth Formula. Great. And in terms of the publishing process, obviously you write the book and then you get it formatted, as you say, and you get the artwork for the book. 
And that's what your company now does for other people. Is that right? Correct. So we we actually do it all. So if someone comes to us and they say, we have this story, we don't know how to write it. We don't even know where to start. So we'll actually help a person write the book, come up with a theme. We'll interview them, write it in their voice. Then we'll do the publishing. So we will edit the book. We will format the book, design the cover, distribute it to Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Plus they get to keep all of the rights and royalties. They just pay us a one-time fee. And we also help them with the marketing. So we have a bestseller marketing plan to pretty much guarantee that they hit the Amazon bestsellers list. So it's a complete one-stop shop, one, one-stop process. Excellent. Because I think that's an area where a lot of people do tend to get concerned because it's easy, perhaps, I use the term lightly, it's easy to write the book and getting people to buy the book, though, that's the real challenge in this. Do you have any tips that you could share with us? I mean, without revealing everything. <laughs> so, so like how to get people to buy the book? Yeah. Um, we all talk about, you know, the lowest hanging fruit is your friends and family, okay? You start off by creating it. Great marketing starts with the story. So you kind of like tell your story in a video or, or a Facebook message or something like that and say, hey, help me reach this lifetime goal of hitting the bestsellers list by purchasing a copy of my book on this particular date. Now, what makes it really special is you can if you can wrap that date around something special to you. So like if it's your birthday, say, hey, for my birthday, hey, purchase a copy of my book and help me reach this lifetime goal. And I've done that over and over and over again. So that's just a small tip that you can use. That's amazing. That's a great tip. Thank you. For anybody who is looking into this or maybe haven't even considered it before, how can they contact you? What's the process of contacting you and your company? For sure. So the easiest way to do that is go to bestsellerscircle.com. And right there, there's a free case study video that will walk you through even more tips and strategies on how to get that book done. But that's the best way to get started with us. Just go to bestsellerscircle.com. Excellent. And I guess a question that I have to ask is that you probably learned all the major pitfalls of doing this along the way. I'm sure you've learned from mistakes as well as successes. What are the pitfalls that you uncovered as you went through this and how did you overcome those? Yeah, so uh, my very first book, Conversations with Sharks, I hired the wrong editor and um, they screwed me, man. They messed it up. It had so many errors in it, so much stuff messed up in it. And I just blindly trusted them because they were a professor, they were an English professor. So I was like, hey, they know more than me. So just trying to do it yourself. That's the number one in hiring the wrong editor and the wrong people. So I say get with an expert like myself. I have been, my editors are amazing. That's on my team and they will make sure that you write. That's number one. Um, that was the biggest pitfall. And then, like you said, not having a marketing strategy to get people to um, purchase the book. But one thing that helped me out was I wrote the book as a marketer. All right. I'm going to say that term, write the book as a marketer. Okay. So think about how you can package your story in, in a way that solves a problem and it'll help if you can tie it to something that is already big in the market. Absolutely. Does that makes sense. So yeah, those are the things. Great. Thank you. I mean, because I guess over the years, people have said that a book is the ultimate business card. Yes. 
And I guess a lot of your work is based around helping professionals also market themselves, as well as the content of the book. So what kind of people do you tend to work with, Kelly? So we've worked with all kinds. Right now, we're getting a lot of um, professional athletes. Like we're ramping up. We created a new division called Books for Athletes, where we're working with a lot of former professional athletes, college athletes, and sports coaches. And I want to touch on something you said. The book is the new business card, okay? It is the big business cards. But here's the difference. Business cards, they people throw away, but we never throw away books. I can prove that. I don't mean I don't care how many times you've moved from apartment to house or wherever you've gone, you've packed up all of the books, including the ones you've never even opened, and you've taken them to your next destination. Now, even if they don't make it to your next destination, you turn them into Goodwill, Salvation Army, you donate them. But we don't throw away books. And guess what? Every time they look at that book, they're going to think about you, your company, your product, your service or whatever it is that is connected to you. So the book is far greater than a business card. It is the new business card. Absolutely. And a lot of people think that the process of getting a book published, that you have to effectively hawk an idea around the whole uh, load of publishers. A bit like the old Harry Potter story that J.K. Rowling took it to multiple publishers before one of them leapt on it. And then look at the success that became. Is that the right way to do it? Or do you think that actually these days, these services like yours, that actually is easier than ever to anybody to publish um, a book and self-publish, as it were, but get it into those major outlets like Amazon and Barnes and Noble? Yeah, great question. Where they're not even giving out traditional publishing deals anymore if you don't already have a, a fan base or platform. You have to almost guarantee that you're going to sell X amount of copies. If that is your dream and that is your goal, it's best to come to a publisher like me to start to build your foundation and start to get your name out there, start to build your tribe. And you can always begin get approached by a traditional publisher. All right. You ever heard the, the saying invited guests are welcome best. It's different. It's a difference between knocking on somebody's door and someone knocking on your door or being invited to come to someone's house. OK, if you start this way with my type of publishing, build it out there, blow it up, get your name out there, build your foundation, build your tribe. I guarantee you, you can almost bet that they'll knock on your door if your book is successful on this level. Why is it important for somebody to be a best-selling author? Well, it's just it's just another title. It's just another thing that will separate you from just being an author. You hit that bestsellers list, it'll get that attention. Especially, like I said, if your goal is to get a traditional publishing deal, hitting that Amazon or Barnes & Noble bestsellers list gets the attention of those traditional publishers. Why? Because you're beating some of their people out on that list. They're watching that list. So if you can position yourself above them or around them, you'll get the attention of those traditional publishers. And also, it helps you turn the book into other income streams, like speaking engagements and things like that. Yeah, that's a key area that a lot of people tend to overlook, isn't it? Yeah. So absolutely. In terms of your own books, Kelly, obviously you've had a number one best-selling book on various charts and so on. Could you ever put a number on how many books in total you think you've sold, combining your titles 
and all the other books that you've worked on, perhaps? No. And here's why. I don't even care about how many books I sell. Yeah, good answer. Because to me, I don't I don't care about book sales. It's a business card. So I'll give away more books than I probably sell. And the money that I get, the royalties that I get, guess what I do? I put that back into the marketing. Because to me, it's just a marketing tool. It's just a brochure. It's a business card. So we don't count how many business cards we give away. We, we don't. So I look at a book as a business card. I never look at the sales. Now, when it launches and we go after the bestsellers list and things like that, I, I don't do that. It's a book that I'm writing now. I'm not going to tell you the title, but it's going to be releasing soon. But um, but yeah, once it once it launches, I'm never going to look at the sales again because for me, it's not about that. It's about turning the book into speaking engagements. It's about using that book to get more clients. And that's what I focus on. Sure, sure. And my next question is going to be, Come on, tell us the title of that new book. Okay. All right. I'll tell you the title. It's called from it's called from Walmart Associate to Christ Made Millionaire. Wow. So this is maybe your biography, I guess. Yeah, this is how I went from working at Walmart to becoming a millionaire. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, it sounds in many ways that you've struck gold by picking up a copy of a magazine. Magazines are still useful. But books for you have become even more useful, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In terms of your future, obviously, you've got a new book coming. Do you look further beyond that? Or is it just now your full focus is on the next book that you're writing? No. So for for my future, my goal is to help more people tell their stories, specifically Former those former professional athletes and college athletes and sports coaches, because if you think about it, a lot of them don't know how to transition from being in the limelight to, hey, what am I going to do now? You can use your story now. Let's get the book. Then we let's line you up some speaking engagements. Let's create your coaching program and or your course. And here's a whole nother career that you can transition from where you were to where you want to go and continue to take care of your family and still get that live life. Yeah, sure. And I was going to say, has coronavirus impacted your business? But I guess actually it may have improved the business because everyone's at home. They can write their book. They can get on with it. Exactly. It has increased my my book. Because like you said, that very thing, everybody's been at home and they had time to fulfill this lifelong goal, this lifelong dream of writing their book. So we did extremely well through throughout the, you know, the pandemic because people were home and they had time to write. Yeah, yeah. In terms of challenges along the way that you faced, was this one of your first business ventures that you struck gold with? Or were there other things that have come and gone along the way? Yeah, man, I've done a a bunch of different things, but I'll say this. I've... um, I've never, I've never, and I'm proud of this statement. I've never created a website or a product online, a digital product that I didn't at least sell one. 
So I'm proud to say that. I've always at least sold one. Now, did I sell more than one on all of them? No, not, not by chance. But I've always at least sold one. But I tried it all, man. I tried, you know, the ebook thing. I tried the audio courses. I've tried, you know, a little bit of everything. The first thing, like I said, that really started to take off was website flipping. Like once I start building and flipping websites, I haven't looked back um, since that point. But, you know, we all get those shiny, we call it shiny ball syndrome. Okay, someone else introduced you into something new. Oh, they're making money with um, what What was it called back in the day? Um, Squidoo Pages. Do you remember Squidoo? I do remember so Squidoo Pages. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Squidoo Pages and loading them up with affiliate marketing and all of this stuff. So if you can think about it, I've tried it. You know, I've bought probably everything Russell Brunson ever put out. So he, he was the first one to give me my first affiliate check and it was about $300. So if you could probably think about something online, I've probably tried it. And um, book publishing was that thing that I, I found that that was me. I enjoy helping people, especially helping people dreams come true. Fantastic. I mean, obviously, you said about the number of books sold is irrelevant. What about the number of words that go into a book? Do you have any target that you aim for? Is it just as long as you've told a compelling story? It doesn't matter if it's really long or really short. No. So my, I always recommend don't pay attention to the words. Let's just try to get it to at least 100, 150 pages. Once you start getting over 100, 150 papers, pages, nobody's going to read it anyway especially depending on your target audience. Now, if you're writing a novel, that's a little bit different. Novel readers, they're going to read it, 200, 300 pages. But if you're writing as a marketer and you have a distinct message and a, and a, you know, a book that is going to fill in a gap and serve a need and solve a problem that your reader has, you need to keep it to 100 to 150 pages. And that's going to be about... Um, I'll say about 20,000 words, if that. Okay. And I love your idea that actually, instead of sitting down at a keyboard, I was going to say a typewriter, it shows you how old I am. But instead of sitting down to the keyboard and starting to type your book, just talk it out. Just record the audio version. Has audio been something that you've adopted as a part of your strategy, Kelly? as a part of your ongoing strategy? For sure. That's the only way. Because remember, the first one started out as, you know, two interviews that I had transcribed. So I was like, man, this is this is sweet. So I don't write a book without doing the audio. So like I create the outline and then I record it, man. I record it. It shortcuts the process because you can get it done literally in a weekend. If you just sit down, like I have a book um, that, like I said, the books that I just released now is just for, I write them as a marketer. So I just did a book that I'm getting ready to um, give away to some VIP clients of mine, but it's how to turn your book into a six figure money machine. I literally sat down on a Saturday, locked myself in a room and I recorded it in a day. Wow. Wow. One book in a day. I mean, that's going to be a title for a book in the future as well, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Fantastic. What about your family? Were they supportive of you as you got into this area of your business? Yeah, they were. And I was actually been the first author in my family. Like nobody had 
ever, you know, written a book. So they were all amazed. They were all shocked and very supportive that I actually, you know, wrote a book and actually did it because I didn't tell anybody. I didn't say, you know, I'm writing this book. I just said, bam, it's done. Here it is. And um, people bought it and the family supported it. And then when the speaking engagements start coming, the clients start coming. Of course, they were even more supportive then and very proud of me. So, yeah, that's amazing. And I guess that having that encouragement, can I ask about your, I'm going to go all the way back to your school days, your English lessons and so on. Were you always top of the class in English? Was that something that is important or is that not important at all? Not important at all, because guess what? I can hire somebody who was top of the class in English to edit my book and make me sound better than I am. Believe it or not, man, I'm dyslexic. So I see things backward. I was backwards. I was never great in English. I was never great at reading. And here I am. I own this successful book publishing company for over 15 years. Didn't finish college. But guess what? Everybody on my team finished college and they have either a bachelor's or a master's or even a doctorate degree. And here I am, a high school graduate. But all of the people that work with me on my team, they're the smart ones. Yeah, so I guess the moral of that story is don't let your background uh, get in the way of your success. Don't let it get in the way of publishing your very first book. And do you find that once you publish the first book, you've been bitten by the bug? There's going to be another and maybe another and another after that? It always happens that way. (laughs) A lot of my clients, they're not even finished with the first one. They already talk about the second one. I'll be like, hey, let's finish the first one first. First things first. But yeah, it's man, it's it's electric, man. It's it's contagious. Once you write one and you overcome, it's like overcoming that barrier. It's like that. I have to turn it off. And I have a friend of mine and say, yo, just stop. Just stop writing books. Like, but once you figure it out and you figure out the formula, like I said, you can do it rather quickly. Man, it's hard to turn it off. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you can do a book in a day, obviously, that's something for everyone to aim for. For anybody that's just starting out now, what kind of time frame? I mean, you gave us an overview earlier, but what time frame would we be looking at if it was, say, start on the first of the month? Uh, By the end of the month, could I have finished my book in hand? Yes, you could. Definitely. Definitely. You definitely could, especially with using the process that I gave you as far as writing it. Yeah, you can definitely get a book done in in 30 days. I'm sure in some people's minds, there's maybe just a slight element of disbelief that you can actually do a book within that space of a month. What would you say to them to get them to take that leap of faith? Um, I would say they're overthinking it. Like, don't overthink this thing. And the part of that makes them overthink it is fear. It's just fear of judgment. It's fear of what people are going to have to say about you doing something. And I live by this quote that says, you don't have to get it right. You just got to get it going. Once you get it going, you can always approve upon it. My first book, I told you that editor screwed me. I put it up online and the people, they ripped me to shreds in the reviews. But guess what? It stayed number one. People kept buying it. And guess what I did? All I did was have it re-edited and uploaded a revised edition. And guess what? I'm still alive. Nothing happened. I didn't die. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Things can happen. 
You're going to get people saying awful, maybe, you know, mean things about you, but it won't kill you. And you can always approve upon it. Once you get it done, you can always approve upon it. So get out of your own way. I say that's in their, in their head and just do it. Just try it. Absolutely. I think my mantra has always been, don't get it perfect, get it done. You can always go back later and, and perfect it. It's a bit like Microsoft Windows. When the latest version of Windows gets released, it's never perfect from the moment they release it. There's always those little updates that you have to download and install, those little patches that you have to do. So you could do the same for your book publishing business as well, Kelly. It's a fascinating story. Thank you so much for your time. Just remind us again, uh, for anybody that's interested in writing their own book uh, or finding out more about you and the process, where do we need to go to do that? Yeah, for sure. So go to bestsellercircle.com. You can check out our free masterclass there. And if you want to connect with me personally, every all social media, I am at Mr. Kelly Cole, M-R-K-E-L-L-Y-C-O-L-E. I'm that on all social media platforms. And my personal website is that as well. But I look forward to helping people, man. That's my dream. That's my goal. That's my passion to help people's dreams come true of becoming a best-selling author. Fantastic. Mr. Kelly Cole, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. For sure, man. Thank you, too. Thank you for listening. To keep up to date with all things Marketing Bugle podcast, join my free email updates, which includes a regular downloadable magazine to help you with your business marketing online. Visit martinbrown.com. That's Martin with a Y.